Hi, my name is Liz Romney, and I'm obsessed with understanding what true happiness really means while still embracing life's ups and downs, especially during the downs. I'm a mom of three and a cancer fighter, making sure that my sweet family still enjoys life. Happiness was never meant to be only felt when things go right. Happiness is so much more than that. Through heartfelt conversations, you'll discover how to commit to intentional joy no matter what's going on in your life. So make sure you have your favorite drink because we don't shy away from any topic. Welcome to Happy by Design, Happiness Among the Chaos. Hello, my dear friend. Welcome back to the show. Isn't it exciting? Christmas is around the corner, just a few days. And I am so happy because I love Christmas. I truly love Christmas. The sounds, the colors, everyone is so happy. But when Christmas is so close, it makes me sad too, because it means that Christmas season is almost over. And I don't want that. If it was up to me, Christmas would last forever. I just love the colors and the lights and all that. It's just fun. I don't know. It's just fun. Well, it's time to talk about what it means to live a happy by design life. But of course, you need to know what happy by design means in order to know how to live it. But first, I want to share with you why I needed to develop a happy by design. I created it because I needed it when I was diagnosed with cancer. In the past, every time I was struck with an unexpected challenge, I always got stuck for a big period of time. I always felt that I couldn't move forward. My entire thoughts and who I was got all wrapped wrapped in whatever challenge I was dealing with at the time. And when I was diagnosed with cancer, I knew this was going to be the biggest challenge I had to deal with. And I knew that if I didn't do something, I was going to get stuck again. And so many years ago, when my youngest son was uh, 18 months old, I noticed that he wasn't behaving very typical like other kids. I have two oldest daughters and everyone kept saying there was nothing to worry about, was just developed differently. And I was just simply comparing him to my girls. But I don't know, I just knew there was something off. So I took my son to the pediatrician and explained all my concerns. And she agreed that there was something off. And she thought, and she thought it was autism. When she said that, I collapsed. I didn't know much about autism. And only knew what I had seen in movies. And let me tell you, movies don't paint a very nice picture. It's just not. And so I thought my son's future was done. He wasn't going to have a future. That's what I thought. So, you know, the doctor decided that we needed to get evaluations and all that. So at that time, we were living in Missouri. Yes, I've lived in Missouri, Arizona, California, and now in Texas. So I've lived everywhere. But at that time, we were living in Missouri. And... It took almost a month to get appointments for autism evaluation. So for a whole month, I didn't know if my son had or not autism. So of course, I went to Dr. Google and I saw the worst case scenarios. It was all bad. You know, my entire life was wrapped around my son has or not autism and I felt that he was doomed and I wasn't present with my family. I cried every single night and I started gaining weight. I felt so stuck and so depressed. I was a mess. We finally got the evaluation and they said it's not autism. 
It's another disorder and he needed certain types of therapies. So we started those therapies and little by little, I started getting out of my stuckness. Even, I don't know if that is even a word, but that's how I felt. I was getting out of my stuckness. And this was a pattern that I have done over and over again. And so when I was diagnosed with cancer, I didn't want to do it again. I didn't want to feel stuck and in this doom cycle, this doom feelings that I was done. I have no future. And all I had to do was cry in my bed every night and eat my feelings away and gain weight again and all that stuff. So I, I knew that I needed to do something different this time because I knew my life depended on it. You know, my kids were were older. My kids are older now. So I knew they will be affected not only by my cancer, right? I know that they are affected by my cancer, but if I was stuck because of my cancer, how I was dealing with cancer, my cancer, I know it wasn't going to be good for them. It was going to make it worse for them. And I just didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it again like that. And I know it was not good for me and wasn't good for them. So when I was diagnosed and thinking how I wanted to deal with this, I started doing things I needed to do every day. So I make a list. These are the things I need to do every day. So I was making sure that I was still moving forward with my life. Because this is the thing when we face challenges. Most of us feel trapped by the challenge. It's like you have a young kid and you're trying to walk and this child is on the floor crying and holding on your leg and you're trying to walk and you can't. If you are a mom, you know what I'm talking about. And, you know, this has happened to me so many times with my kids. But that's how I usually feel when I'm facing challenges. That I am standing with this thing holding my legs and I cannot move. So, you know, just feeling that stuckness. And so I just didn't want to feel that again. So I started thinking, what are the things that I need to do every day to keep moving forward no matter what? I try many things. I make, like I said, I made many, many lists, many things in my list. I wrote many things in my list. And there were actually five of them that really landed for me. These five habits really make the difference for me. So the first one is talking to God every day. The second one is keep chasing my dreams. And my goals at this time of my life was creating a business, right? Number three was feeling deep appreciation for who I am. Number four, learning from my mistakes and missteps and growing from them. Number five, believing anything is possible. And I'm going to go deeper on this in a bit, but I felt that these five daily habits were allowing me to feel good every day, no matter how sick I felt and how sad I was. Yes, I felt good even when I was sad. It kept me moving forward and that's what I wanted. So as I was doing these habits, I realized how good they were and maybe I could share them with other people. Maybe my business. You remember, right? If you heard episode number one, my whole thing was that I wanted to create a business. And then this thing happened, this cancer thing happened, and I started developing these habits. And I thought maybe my business could be about helping people feel good during hard times. And I absolutely love that idea. So 
I was texting with a friend. Her name is Amy. And she's an entrepreneur. And we were discussing names. And she told me, how about Happy by Design? And I know, right? And I knew right there. It was like, yes, I love that. That name brings out everything that I want to do. And not only the name of my brand, but, you know, everything that I want to share. So the next step was to come up with a description of what it means to be happy by design. So here it is. Here's a description I came up with what it means to live a happy by design life. So happy by design is a philosophy and a framework where you approach life with a profound commitment to intentional joy while still embracing life's ups and downs. What this means is that you're committing yourself to create happiness for yourself, no matter what's going on in your life. That you're not going to wait for circumstances to be, quote-unquote, right, so you can be happy. It's not about pretending that everything is okay or not confronting your challenges. It's about using the happiness you are designing within yourself to carry, manage, and handle the challenges in your life. The happiness you are designing for self will give you the strength to keep moving forward. Because, my dear friend, you deserve to be happy every day. Maybe not all day long, but every day. But for that to happen, you have to create those moments of happiness when life is tough. So, as I was living this happy by design life, I felt that every day was lighter. And I got to the point where I thought, I really can do this. I can live my life with cancer. And not only do this, but I can do it in a way that makes me feel proud of myself. And that meant so much to me. And I want you to feel the same way. I want you to feel that you can do this and feel proud of how you're doing it. So let's go deeper on these five habits. So the first one was talk to God every day. I know that when I say talk to God every day, you're probably thinking that I'm referring to prayer. But I'm talking about something more casual than that. Yes, prayer is a must. Keep praying and having those holy moments with Him. Prayer is part of talking to God every day, but you do not need to pray in order to talk to Him. What I do is that through my day, when I'm working out, when I'm cooking, when I'm driving, or I'm sick in my bed, or or I, I am just doing anything, I have conversations with him, like if I'm having a conversation with a friend. It's very casual and relaxed, and I just start talking to him. I say things like, God, did you see I left it five more pounds than last time? Or, God, look, that's a cute shirt. Maybe I'll buy it one of these days. What do you think? Or... I woke up feeling good today, but now I feel crappy and I have so much to do. Can you please give me some energy to finish my day? And, you know, just really casual conversation. I was happening in what I'm feeling in that moment. I don't nail down and I, I say it as a prayer. Like I said, I'm just talking to him either in my mind or talking loudly if I'm alone. And I just go and talk to him. And, you know, and sometimes these conversations can be long and meaningful. I tell him about my dreams and fears and anxieties. And of course, I have my prayers, my morning prayers and my 
um, before bed prayers and all those things. And I also study my scriptures every day because sometimes he answers me through scriptures. You know, the whole point of this habit is that you're nourishing and strengthening your relationship with the Heavenly Father, with God, because when we're facing challenges, something very interesting happens. We tend to feel alone in our challenges, like no one understands what we're going through, even when your family and friends are supportive. So when you're constantly talking to God, you don't feel alone. You feel understood because you can tell him exactly what you're thinking and feeling. Sometimes that is hard to do with the people you love because it's vulnerable and you may be scared to be judged. And that's normal. That's okay. So when you express those feelings and those thoughts to God, you don't feel alone anymore. Anymore, You feel supported. And when the hard moments come, you're already comfortable talking to him. So feel okay asking him whatever you think you need because there's already a relationship there. Just talk to God every single day in a formal setting as prayer or informal like you're just driving and talking to a friend that is sitting next to you just have conversations with him so habit number two keep chasing your dreams like i mentioned before the funny thing about challenges is that they might make you feel like there's no more future that you will be dealing with this challenge the rest of your life and it will consume everything about you but it's important that you let yourself see that this isn't true yes Depending on your challenge, your challenge might take up a lot of your life and time, but it doesn't mean that it should be the only thing taking up your time. So having the habit that every day you will do something to keep chasing your dreams makes you see and feel that there is a future for you outside your challenge. That you don't have to completely say goodbye to the future you imagined having before your challenge showed up in your life. It probably won't look like you thought, but you can still have a version of it. In my case, the dream I have been chasing is to build my dream business. And of course, I couldn't do it full time and as all in as I wanted to. So I decided when I was really sick and I was still dealing, you know, in the hardest part of dealing with my cancer, I decided that I was going to do at least 30 minutes to an hour every day, something that will make me feel that I was still pursuing my dream. So even if you do 15 minutes a day, do something that keeps you on track with whatever you're dreaming of accomplishing. And that will make you feel that you still have a future to fight for. Now, Habit number three, have a deep appreciation of who you are. Another funny thing about challenges that are very consuming is that they tend to merge with who you are. I can honestly say that having cancer has become part of who I am. And that is not necessarily bad. What is not healthy is when you allow the challenge to overtake the other parts of who you are. It becomes completely who you are. Challenge are supposed to become part of who you are but not entirely who you are so when you focus on appreciating who you are you're keeping a life that remembers of yourself and that your challenge is not all of you some of the ways i show my appreciation for who you are is that every night on my happy by design journal i write about the many ways i rocked it during the day 
That this includes the big and small things like going for a walk, helping my kids getting ready for school, not overspending money, taking a nap because I didn't feel good, even though I had a lot of things to do, following my macros for weight loss, and so much more. Anything that makes me feel like I did a great job today or I was so kind to myself. Any of those things, I write it down. I write it down in my journal, my Happy by Design journal, so I can remember who I am and how wonderful I am. And it's through those writing of those amazing things that I get to do and those amazing things that I get to be is that I get to see my gifts and my talents. And it helps me remember I am amazing and I'm worth so much. And I, I'm worth of, of being happy and I can fight for that happiness because of who I am. Now, habit number four, learn from your mistakes and missteps. A third funny thing that challenges do is that amplifies your imperfections. It makes you feel that when you make mistakes and missteps, it's way bigger and way worse than it really is. But when you create a healthy relationship with your imperfections, you can actually grow with them instead of pulling you deeper into that despair, feeling that something that sometimes comes with challenges. Every day you will make mistakes and missteps. That is just a given, right? So the way we use them to learn and grow from them is to first acknowledge, I made this mistake. I took this misstep. And you probably are going to feel bad about it. That is okay. But the thing is that most people stay there in that feeling. But you must get out of that feeling. And one of the ways to do that is to say, okay, next time I'm in a similar situation where I could make this mistake, I will instead do X or Y instead. And that moment you make a plan for what you will do, you relax and let go of that feeling because you realize that you will have a second chance to try again. Or if this is a situation that probably won't repeat again, which are very rare, they make a plan on how to make it better. It's the what I will do next that makes you feel better. It's the thing that makes you better. You will feel bad about the situation. There's no escaping that, but you don't have to be stuck in it. And what I have noticed is that when you're facing a big challenge that consumes a lot of energy and time, you tend to make even more mistakes than normal, than typical, and that adds even more pressure to the situation. So it's important to know how you're going to make sure your mistakes don't keep you stuck. And then habit number five, believe that anything is possible. How essential is this for us to be able to keep moving forward? If we don't believe that anything is possible, we will not be able to believe that we can overcome or carry our challenges. We need this desperately. I need it desperately. And if you notice all the other four habits, support this one. If you talk to God every day, you strengthen your faith and faith can do anything. If you chase your dream, you're reinforcing that vision of your life, that the life that you want to have. If you have a deep appreciation for who you are, you believe in your gifts and, and talents and it is through them that you can make anything happen. And by learning from your mistakes and missteps, you learn that nothing is set in stone and everything can change. All of these support having number five. So when you find yourself stuck, go back to having one to four and remind yourself that 
anything is possible because you're making it possible. Habit number five works only because of habits one to four every single day. And you can support habit number five by reading books with amazing stories. Follow people that gives you hope and inspiration. Do activities every day that pushes you from your comfort zone. Do things every day that show you that your future is magical and amazing and that your challenges will not stop you from reaching that. So let's recap the five daily habits for a happy by design life. One, talk to God every day. Chase your dreams. Have a deep appreciation for who you are. Learn from your mistakes and missteps. And lastly, believe that anything is possible. Believe that everything is possible. That is so, so important. So when you combine all of these habits every day, you are learning how to make room for happiness. No matter what's happening in your life, you're designing your own happiness. These are intentional actions that make you commit on seeing the best parts of your life and yourself and help you work on those that need help. And that is happiness, to know that you are amazing just for who you are and that you're living a wonderful life because you are choosing to see it that way. Because really, my friend, why leave happiness to chance when you can design it yourself? See you in the next episode.